I'm Woody Huffines, and this is the Owner's Voyage Podcast, a journey to business ownership. In this podcast, we'll talk about how to make that journey more fun, more rewarding, hopefully more profitable, as well as tips for staying away from potholes, dead ends, traps, and washed out bridges. We'll help you join us. Welcome to episode number 41 of the Owner's Voyage Podcast. This is an interview with David Alcorn, League City, Texas, Nerds to Go. This is one of the toughest interviews that I've done so far because David and I speak often and making it fresh was a challenge because we talk so much of the time that it was great to get uh, get the time with David, but David and I probably talk twice a week and this podcast or this interview in this podcast was just part of that. As you listen to David, listen to how his community involvement and what he has done to be involved in his community and how that fuels his success. Listen for his why. Again, why is always a big one. And the other piece of this that's especially exciting for me is David's wife has been just as successful. They started their businesses about the same time. And we talked on the podcast about you're going to have a board of directors. And David and I are very, very fortunate to have one specific board member that helps us both. Listen to the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. I was going through the interview stuff, and when I first got all my podcasting stuff, you were up at my store, and 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 I tried this interview thing, and we sat in my office, and we tried, and I didn't, I wasn't as good about it doing the things I needed to do, and it's just I'm tickled to death to get started again. It was mutual, man. I am too, man. Uh, I I thought you had it together pretty uh pretty well, man. So if you didn't, I I can't wait to see what you got going on now. <laughs> I'm I'm getting better. When when did your store actually uh, open up? When was your when was your grand opening? So we opened the day after Labor Day in 2019. It was December 3rd. Six days a week ever since. Yeah, I've told the story several times on the podcast. You know, it's the how are things going? And great until I figured out I spent 150 thousand dollars to buy an 80 hour a week job and don't pay nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm I'm still waiting on that day to <laughs> cut myself one. <laughs> You've taken a background in IT and networking and working in in the plants, and that's another warning. David and I spend a lot of time uh, working around maintenance people, and sometimes you got to speak in what we call Navy language to get na- <laughs> maintenance people to understand. David, and I'll try. I I will pledge to try to do my best and not to use some of the language that I use when we start talking operating plant. The time that you've spent since you've started, you have done. You know, one of the things that small businesses and small business entrepreneurs are told to do is get involved in the community. You have done that in spades. Talk a little bit about the things that you're doing in the community. Uh, well, I'm first and foremost, I'm so humbled and honored to be considered for a lot of these positions, man, because, uh, long story short, some of these positions, and I just threw my name in the hat, you know, in a, in a, in a, what the, what the hell frame of mind. So one of the first things that, uh, first got involved in was I don't live in Kima, but my business is in Kima. And so, you know, I care about my city as well as the city where I run my business. And I just started kind of asking around like, Hey, I really want to get involved in, you know, city of Kima business. I've been doing things, you know, I joined a couple of, you know, nonprofit organizations and, you know, I, even assume the role of secretary in one of them. It was a small organization, but it, it put me in front of a lot of people. And uh, next thing I know, man, the economic development, they had a position open up and they told me they were accepting applications. And so I, with my what the hell frame of mind, I just, I don't throw my name in there and see what happens. Well, uh, I, apparently I was known and liked by more people than I uh, than I imagined. It was very exciting, man. And so I've been on the economic development board for the city of Kima. I make a year and a couple of months and we improve the city. You know, we build parks, we improve street signs, entry signs, things like that. And 
The second board that I've gotten involved in was uh, the Lake City Chamber of Commerce. Uh, I was a member for uh, about 10 months, and they, they were opening um opening up a position for, you know, like, hey, it's time for election, you know, board of directors. And so I said, what the hell? Threw my name in there again. And um, I got an email that said I made it to the second round. And then another email that said, hey, you've been selected. And I'm, you know, it was it was like I said, very exciting, and um, I just it, it feels good to be able to make decisions on on the the state of the you know the businesses of the city. You know, it's very 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 exciting to do. The thing that impresses me and and makes me proud to know you is, is it while a lot of people are very predatory or very transactional and they get involved in their community because it's going to be good for the business. The thing that that I am so humbled by is that your driver is not it's going to be good for my business, but it's going to be good for my business community. And it's going to be good for my community in general. And I think yeah. that that giving sharing heart is the thing that separates you. And I think the people who go into it for the wrong reasons probably don't, don't uh, see the success that you've seen because they're in it for the wrong reasons. You know, I've, what I have noticed, um, I agree with you on, on most of that. Uh, what I have noticed is there are some some business owners out there that are uh, we 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 don't have the same values, you know, and so uh, a lot of people, man, they become profitable on the on the backs of others. Could I do that? Yeah, absolutely. But I I wouldn't be able to sleep, man. You know, I, I wouldn't be able to sleep if I couldn't help people. You know, if if I had to earn my profits while tearing other people down, you know. So uh, no, no, and you're the same way. You know, it's it, it's all about relationships. It's all about helping others. You know, help me help you. I mean, don't get me wrong. Woody, I'm, I'm in it to grow my business. <laughs> you know, you and I both, you know, every other Thursday, you know, we had a direct deposit. Well, that's not the case anymore. Every conversation we have determines whether we get a direct deposit or not. Right. The inroads that you've made in growing your business and the inroads that you've made in, in doing things, how much of your business relies on business to business versus business to consumer? Um, it's, it's taking a shift, man. I used to be, uh, when I first started, man, it was 90% business. I mean, 90% residential uh 95 percent residential and then you know business opportunities but no business sales you know then it just started shifting a little bit uh and of course i i, I owe a lot of it to the networking opportunities that i've been presented with and the chambers that uh that i've been networking with you know i'm getting more more b2b and so we're at about maybe 60 residential 40 business and i'm still trying to shift that paradigm a little bit more you know my goal is uh, is 80 20 I don't ever want to stop doing residential services because that's, you know, that's, that, that's how we got our wings. Right. Right. You know, and, and it, it'll always keep, you know, keep the shop busy. I have brick and mortar. Well, we have brick and mortar, you know, so uh, we, people do bring their stuff in and, you know, we go, we use our vans and go to other people's homes and take care of things. So about 60, 40, uh, residential to business. One of the things that's been interesting in here in Texas, we've got, you know, we've got league city and we got Katie and we got, San Antonio and, and Arlington and Grapevine and McKinney and Richards. And we, we've got a critical mass of nerds to go in, uh, in Texas. And as a result, we're, we have been pretty close and pretty supportive of one another because of proximity. But one of the things that's been very interesting in this process of interviewing the nerds to go owners is that the consistent customer focus, making a difference, wanting to do good for people. And it's, it's been very gratifying to hear that the values that you and I talk about and the values that you and I try to inculcate in, in our business and in our nerds and that the other franchisees in Texas that we know are the same way. It's been very interesting to hear that across the board, everyone that I've talked to has that same spirit and that same idea about how they want to do things. And 
as I as I publish these out, I'm I'm excited for everyone to hear what I've been hearing, which is every nerds to go owner I've talked about has had a unique business why a why that's interesting. Uh, Angel Soto, for example, was one of the most interesting. But what prompted you to get into the nurse to go what is the why every morning when you get up and it's a hard day and you got to go do it again tomorrow what is the why that drives you and to to grow to help you know um i was we were all put on this earth to add some sort of value you know i the trial and error uh, you know i'm i'm starting to feel like this was mine you know um to well and not nurse to go right to to build and to grow and to help you know and, but to do that you know i'm i'm just david alcorn right uh you know mild mannered reporter i just put my pants and shirt on went to work clocked in and did what i needed to but with this platform this nurse to go platform and um you know um, i'll shout out to corporate you know for for helping us get our names out there and you know and and the you know the the model that we follow so with this platform People aren't, and like you said earlier, people aren't, people used to buy from Nurse to Go. You know, when we first opened, people just bought from Nurse to Go. Now they're buying from David Alcorn, who owns Nurse to Go. That's an important you know? transition. Yes, yes, it is. And and, it, and it's all about the relationships that you build. You know, uh, it's funny, I had a guy call me the other day and he was like, David, man, I need to find a way for people to meet you. If people meet you, they'll do business with you, you know? Um, and, and I mean, that, that, that goes a long way is with, with the, uh, you know, with the customer service that, you know, a cliche customer service but you know what we provide you know the relationships that we build with people um you know I, I follow people all the way all the way to the finish line every franchise owner in nurse to go does that that's why if you were to go on google and just look up any nurse to go reviews you're going to see an, an average of four and a half or above we're summa cum laude's well and, and it's <laughs> the interview that i had with katherine monson which was a great deal of fun it was, it was an honor to spend time with katherine and one of the points that she makes about growing a franchise and using the the franchise model for people to make a difference in their lives and make it and, and build a legacy, which is part of part of what she has as a vision for franchising generally as the chair of the International Franchise Association, but specifically for Fast Signs and now for Fast Signs and Nerds to Go, that it's important to pick the franchisees that the franchisor wants to represent them. And I think, uh, you know, I, I believed it going in but now that i've had the time to talk to david and and to talk to rory and to talk to angel and to talk to kevin i think nerds to go has done a great job of picking the people that you would want to be in business with picking the people that you would want to represent the brand that you ride for if you will absolutely absolutely yeah the um the the vetting process i'm you know i'm guessing it's uh it's pretty tight man I, it was i had a great um discovery day you know and i'm sure you did too that's that's why we we bought into it but everything they stand for and everything that they do, there, there's a method to their madness, even with the franchise uh, development teams that, that we connect with. They ask a lot of questions. They give a lot of information, but they're also taking in a lot of information. And um, the ones that they choose, man, uh, you know, we're growing this franchise, you know, organization slow, but it's on purpose. Just because you sign a check doesn't mean you can be a nurse to go owner, you know. The and I personally am very excited about our relationship with Fast Signs because Fast Signs certainly has the resources and the skill set to help us grow the franchise. What's your perspective on the shift from from a break fix business to consumer model to a business to business model? Well, I think it's ideal. That's the future. I mean, every small business that you talk to, you know, from print businesses to to any any kind of business, they're looking for that B two B model. That, that, that B2B residual income, you know, I mean, not, sorry, not residual, recurring, recurring revenue stream. B2B is the only way to stay in business in 2021. You know, um, you, you must, you must address, you know, your model. In our case, we must address our residentials, but B2B is the, is the, is the paradigm shift versus the 
similar to the the overseas um, thing that happened, where everything had to you just had to start partnering with overseas people because if if you would have just stayed in one place, you probably would have perished, and a lot of businesses did. The B two B is the same thing. If you're not transitioning to B two B, or at least getting some kind of B two B, your your business will not strive in this new market. As we've as we've made the transition, most of most of the interviews that I've talked about, where I've talked with people, you know, part of the conversation in twenty or twenty twenty one is obviously always going to be COVID. And uh, uh, we, as we move into twenty twenty one, one of the things that I'm excited about is hopefully getting back to where you can meet with people and and build relationships because we've been. So separate, so separated, and on Zoom calls, and it's hard. It's hard to continue to build relationships in this environment. How has that? How has that COVID piece affected your ability to get out in front of people? It's it's been affected um, significantly. You know, um, it hasn't stopped me from, you know, getting out from time to time. You know, certain events where they, you know, where they do practice all the safety protocols and things like that. Because, well, of course, at one point in time, it was just all everything over, you know, no one go outside, no anything, you know, and then they, they started putting in safety measures in place. Uh, networking has been very, very small, but active. And, um, honestly, I'm, I'm not that great at zoom calls, you know, there's something about that personal interaction that just helps out. So it's, it's slowed down, but you know, um, of course with the slowdown, you have to increase something, other things. And in my case, it was more, more, uh, online searching, you know? And so that, that allowed me to get in front of more businesses and, you know, um, We've we've talked uh, about uh, talked about this a number of times. You know, it's it seems that the businesses, the nerds to go locations that were in operation for a little bit longer. You know, if you'd been in operation for a year, that the return customer database that you had, it, it if anything, COVID drove a bunch of new business or not new business, but more business from existing customers. And that if you had been in business a shorter period of time, you didn't have that large base of customers to, to call upon when they started working from home. And, you know, they, they know if, if they had been a nurse to go customer before they knew who to call, what kind of impact has, has in 2020 did you experience from, from the COVID given that you'd only been open about five months before it got started? Uh, you know, actually the month COVID hit, my sales actually boosted. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful to say that because people were telling people, you know, because it was more of a referral word of mouth type business. You know, we, we had our existing customers, which wasn't a whole lot. They needed a method to work from home or they needed computers or they needed something set up in their businesses. And then they told friends because everybody had the same need. So uh, it was actually a um, interesting, very interesting time for us. So now that you've been in it a year and a half, what do you know now that you wish you had known before you started? I would have spent less up front. I would have spent less up front and I would have spent more on professional services. Talk a little more about that, <laughs> man. I could go all day on that. That's why I didn't. That's why. I didn't, <laughs> that's, that's why I didn't elaborate, man. <laughs> so, um, so spending more, um, man. There's this book out there called the uh, the Toilet Paper Entrepreneur. Uh, it's it's a very good book. I recommend that uh, if you hadn't read it, read it. If you're going to get into a uh, into entrepreneurship, so if you went to the bathroom. And you had a roll of toilet paper, full roll of toilet paper. You're going to go out there. You're going to use all the rolls you need to make sure you're clean. But if you went in there and you had three sheets of toilet paper, I guarantee you would make it work. You know, um, and so if we lived our lives and handled our businesses like we had three sheets of toilet paper, um, 
you, you wouldn't be surprised. And, you know, because when you start a business, you have an abundance, especially if you're funded by, you know, loans or things like that, you have an abundance. And so you spend a little more frequently, you know, and, um, and you're not as conscious till it starts getting smaller, you know? So uh, that, that's where I would, I would be a whole lot more conscious of, do we need this? Do we need that? You know, uh, I would challenge, you know, challenge some purchases, things like that. And uh, what was my second? <laughs> <laughs> well, learning the, 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 the lessons that you learned six months in, you, it's always, for me, it's always, hey, I learned something this month that I wish I'd known last month and the month before and the month before and the month before. It's a constant learning thing. Um, and, I right. think, and I think that that idea that you have to start with three sheets of toilet paper is, a, is, a, is an effective one. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, um, that's, that's very, very important and professional services, you know, um, you don't want to pay that, that you don't want to pay anyone a recurring revenue, right. Especially when you first start off, but you know, there are certain things that really matter. You know, uh, an example is payroll tax, sales tax, you know, that kind of stuff. And if you are not a tax expert, which 90%, 99% of entrepreneurs are not, um, you're going to perish, you, you know, you're going to pay that. And so at a, at a small, I'm just going to say 500 a month for professional bookkeeping services that handle your payroll, handle your taxes, help you create a budget. That's way more valuable than you trying to do it yourself because everybody feels like they can do it themselves until it's too late and realize they can't do it themselves. <laughs> until they're in trouble. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, when, when you're getting a call from the IRS that you owe three quarters of payroll taxes, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, and not payroll, but, you know, well, like well pay, payroll taxes is the one that always scares me because they'll eat you about payroll taxes. I mean, there's, yeah. there's some things that they'll negotiate with and some things that they'll talk with you about, but boy, you don't, you don't pay your payroll taxes. They're going to come eat you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to eat you, especially, and, and sales tax, you know, they're, they're, you have, you have to, to operate, you have to pay those taxes. You know, those taxes go to my city, your city, you know, our towns, you know, it's, it's, it's honestly a, uh, it's, it's a necessity and without a professional making sure that you take care of that, you're going to find out. And I, I guarantee you, most people will within your, after your first year that certain things didn't get paid, you know, and that's, that's very, very critical. And hopefully it's not too late. The other thing, the other perspective of that is, you know, if, if, if I did all of my bookkeeping and, and payroll and I mean, my, my, under, my background, I got an undergraduate degree in accounting. This is not, this is not a foreign idea to me. You're the 1%. But the time that it takes to do that, how should I best use my time? I mean, if it's going to be, you know, six, eight, ten hours a week of me slogging through the bookkeeping or slogging through the payroll and, and doing that can I use that 10 hours more effectively somewhere else to help grow my business? I got three letters for you. C R M being your, being your CRM, you know, um, connecting with people, uh, prospecting that. I mean, keeping your pipeline full is your role unless you're paying somebody to do it. Actually, even, even if you're paying somebody to do it, keeping that pipeline full is your role, you know? Um, and if you're doing bookkeeping, you know, um, I mean, that's fine, but, it's not because I'm, I guarantee you're missing something. If make up for that, make up for that bookkeeping fee with keeping that pipeline full. So as you've started and done this, what's been your biggest surprise on this, on this ownership voyage? The long hours, you know, you, you see it from hindsight and, um, the very long hours when, if I'm not in my store, I'm at home working. If I'm not at home working. I'm in my store working. 
if I'm not in my store at home, I'm driving somewhere to go work. You know, it's 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 completely it's a totally different world. But Dave Ramsey said, you know, at, at the beginning, you know, you have to live like no one else. So in the end, you can live like no one else. I feel like I'm doing that. Having that drive to do that is is a surprise. And and I've talked about it with, you know, uh, I was in corporate, um, and you you have a squeaky chair and you call facilities or you got a contract to review and you call legal or you got a problem problem employee you call HR and when you get into a small business it turns out you are facilities and you are legal and you are HR and there's just so many things to do today and tomorrow and tonight and and that that time commitment has been that's that's been a that's been a surprise I think for a lot of the franchisees. That's why that's why I say professional services. You don't you don't have to hire 100 percent professional services. But- Especially from an HR perspective, if you can afford it, do it. HR and um, accounting, if you can afford it, then do it. So, what do you? Th- what did you think going in? What did you think that was going to be really difficult that turned out to be pretty easy? Nothing. <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 I'm trying to think. You know, uh, moving in wasn't easy. Uh, I think the easiest thing was buying my vans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, no, nah, man. That, there, there's. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. There's nothing easy about. Uh, there's nothing easy about starting a business, um, especially in the um, in the event of me, for example. I'm I've always been a I'm a computer program by trade. So I've always been an introvert. I go in there, I get my job done. I you know I go home. Even going to networking events and meeting people was hard for me, you know, because you got you have some people that just that are very personable. They just go there, they meet people, and you know things happen. That that wasn't me. Even acquiring my location was difficult, you know, uh, through through city permits, things like that, you know, starting the business. It was, it was very time consuming and very busy and not very easy. And if, if, if you think any part of starting a business is easy, you're wrong. Well, did you think there was, there would be anything that, that would be, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that you thought would be difficult and you were right. Is there anything that you thought would be difficult that, or that, that you thought would be easy that turned out to be difficult? Yeah, um, hiring the right people. You know that 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 is that is the backbone of your business. You know, um, making sure you have the right the right people on the bus. You know, you, you try and fail, especially once you get you know to the I mean, from front desk to technical to you know all that to to overhiring. You know, overhiring, underhiring. You know, and 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 making sure you have in a small business you have to have shareholders, not not check receivers. You know, and and it may take a couple of bears until you find that right team. And one of the things, the, the phrase that I've used in, in my career is, is it, you don't need any neck downs, right? If, if you're hiring somebody and you're just hiring them from the neck down, then you, you're spending too much time thinking for them and, and finding the people who can share the vision, share the idea, share the ideals and operate, not just neck down, but holistically with trying to accomplish what you want to accomplish is challenging. Yeah. And not, not don't, you know, let's not take it, you know, uh, take a friend. I mean, these are employees, right? If they were business owners, they would think differently. You know, uh, we think differently and we forget that we're business owners. Um, and so it does require, you know, uh, what a lot of people don't do. And, you know, uh, Monday meetings, evaluation, employee evaluations, you know, um, what's the other one? Um, performance, you know, um, incentives, you know, I, I have a, uh, you know, funny, I have an incentive right now with uh with my friend that if she reaches a certain dollar amount in the day, you know, um she's going to get a uh, a drink works, you know the the, the the fancy little drink works thing. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, and what's funny is she was three hundred dollars short yesterday from getting it, and you know I just motivated her. Hey, 
you'll get it next week. You know, but but those kind of things. You know, um, you you have to you have to invest in your in your people. You know, you can't just hire people, train them, and all right, guys, I'll come see you when we close. You know, and then you get mad because you didn't have a good revenue day. What's your favorite part of what you do? Building people, building people, building bridges, building. You know, and creating relationships, and um, and actually the uh, the customers. The customers are so important to me. My, my customer base is, is very, very important to me. And, you know, we, we take a lot of pride in the work that we do. You better be so, careful. You know, you're going you're gonna to lose your introvert card if you're not careful. Hey, man, you um you do things that you aren't comfortable with to maintain your business, right? Um, I'm an extrovert uh, when when I uh, when I started Nurse to Go because <laughs> I had to be. Because you had to be. Because I had to be. And what are the things, you know, those, those things that, that wear you out or those things that take energy from you. How do you re-energize? I, I know for an, for an introvert being out and, and doing the networking and talking to people is, is more energy draining than, than it is for an extrovert. An extrovert seems to gather energy for that. How do you, how do you recharge your energy? How do you recharge your batteries? Man, spending time with my family. That's at, during that time, nothing matters, you know? And, uh, I, and I make sure that, uh, you know, a guy once told me when I first started my business, like David, do not, don't ever let your business come between you and your family. And, uh, you know, that ain't going to ever happen. You know, I love my wife. You know, that ain't going to happen. I love my kids. But it did. Not necessarily did, but you could see it. You could that see, the, you could feel the pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you could see that, that it, was, it was coming before family, you know. And I'm glad that that guy had to talk with me because it wouldn't even dawn on me when, when I felt it coming, you know. Um, and so I make sure that my family gets their time. Don't get me wrong. If I have a $1,000 call that I need to make, during family time, I'm going to make that phone call. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my wife, and I would probably, um, it would probably avoid my domestic tranquility if I did make that phone call. Well, it's about, I mean, it's a balance. Yeah. You know, if I, if I had enough money to go to Europe for a couple of weeks, every, every year, my, my domestic tranquility would be a lot higher. So how do you, how, how do you get to that point? How do you balance the d- domestic tranquility for for uh, the short term versus the long term? And I guess that goes back to the Dave Ramsey quote, you know, that that you have to you have to do the things that you that you need to do to get to where you want to go. Yeah, yeah, you live like no one else, so so you can live like no one else. So over over the last year and a half, what's your biggest sense of accomplishment? What do you look back on that that feels like your biggest accomplishment or the thing that you're most proud of? Still being in business, <laughs> surviving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, I can, I can, I'm not hiding from a landlord, not hiding from anybody, you know, uh, I am, um, the bills are paid, the store is running, the business is growing, staff is happy, uh, family's happy. That's an accomplishment. Especially in, in, in the season that we've been in the, the, you know, we've, if you're, if you're in, involved in the business community, then you certainly have friends in the hospitality and restaurant business and boy, the, the, the path that they've had to take over the last several months is very different than the path that that we have been allowed to take since we were a critical business and that's that's a challenge to continue to support those folks and and it's a challenge mentally to really see the impacts that all this has had on businesses that that have had much more severe impacts than we have yes yes um i my business resides in a, a tourist city uh, Kima. Kima is known for food, beverage, and hotel. The three businesses that are not stri- are not thriving. <laughs> you know, so uh, you know, I, I take a lot of passion into that as well. You know, I'm I'm out spending money in these small businesses. You know, I'm out showcasing them, taking pictures with them. You know, uh, just doing everything we can to help grow these areas. You know, trying to bring you know through economic development uh, 
through the board, we're, you know, we're able to vote on events, you know, trying to get more people to the city, you know, and it's, it's, it's exciting. However, it hadn't been very, we hadn't been very successful due to, uh, I'm sure you've experienced as well is, you know, uh, cancellations under short terms, you know, it's, it's, it's bad. You know, things get planned, things get canceled due to the condition of our, our, um, environment not getting better one of the things we i had a business development guy that was out visiting businesses and and boy you know all of a sudden he just there either people weren't open for him to visit or if you if he visited people look at you like you're a serial killer if you just walk in off the street oh uh, don't cough oh man <laughs> I, I got a cold i got a cold a month or so ago and i was coughing and every place i'd go i'd start coughing it's like people were running for the hills yeah yeah like you got ebola like Okay, I'm, I'm I'm okay, but yeah, 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 exactly. So you know, I mean, so so you have to you have to take into account, and so that it, it's hard for the outside sales industry, you know, um, when you can't go outside and people don't want you coming inside, you know, and so um, and you know, I feel bad for those guys because a lot of them try to be as productive as they can, and they can't, you know, th- their hands are truly tied. You know, I regret that I had to lay off, you know, through this thing. I'm grateful I was able to keep, you know, three of my employees, but I had to lay one off. You know, um, and I was grateful that I could allow her to get unemployment, you know, for, for a period of time. You know, it's, uh, it's, you hate to let people go, especially if they didn't do anything to get let go. Yeah. If the, if it's an, if it's an outside, if it's an outside force that, that forces your hand. Yeah. You know, and you know, and it's like, I can offer you part time, you know, but pe- people that are working full time are, <laughs> are trying to come back on part time. You know, they're, they're like, I'm just going to look around. Well, I'm like, well, I'll do anything. I'll refer you. I'll do anything I can for you, but it's, it's difficult. You know, uh, and, and you hate to be that person. Well, and, and, you know, it was tough. Um, my business development guy finally, he came to me and he said, you know, he said, I, I'm, I feel bad. I, I, I can't help you. He was, he said, I've, I've got to go find something else where I can help somebody because he felt, he felt like he couldn't help me and he didn't want to be on the payroll if he couldn't help me. And that was, that made what was going to be a very difficult decision that I was going to have to make relatively quickly a lot easier because we had the kind of relationship that he came and said, you know, this, this isn't working and I'm not doing what I need to do for you. So I'm going to go do something else. And that was, that kind of let me, let me off the hook, but was difficult to lose a, a team member that had, had worked so hard with us. And then because of outside forces got, got caught up, got caught up short. So what's, what skill have you discovered or developed since you started that you didn't know you had? the skill of building computers, <laughs> man, if, if, if I can build them now, uh, actually, so I having my network background, it allowed me to, I felt like I'd be more of a network admin type type of person, you know, within the business, as you immerse yourself into it, man, you start doing other things. At least in my case, since I already had the skill set, I just spun it off into more of the hardware and less of the software. And, you know, now we, we build gaming machines, you know, I can, well, not me, but my team, you know, uh, we repair computers together on Saturdays. You know, I give everybody off. I just work the store by myself, you know, because it gives me a chance to catch up on business. And I can, and, you know, since it's a slow day, I just go in the back and work on stuff. You know, it, um, it, it, it allows me to make sure my staff has a work-life balance. I'll get mine one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's and that that work life balance and and working with the team and and doing things that's another thing that I think people undervalue and you've got the opportunity as an entrepreneur to establish a culture that's the culture that you want that you want to work in yes and it's very gratifying to be able to say you know the stuff that 
you know, as, as I've said, you know, when you're, when you're in corporate, you have to do stupid a lot because there's a rule that says you got to do stupid. Yep. As, as a small business owner, you do stupid, but as soon as you realize it's stupid, you just say, we're, we're not doing that no more. Yeah. It's similar to one day a guy told me, Dave, sometimes, you know, you got to fire fast. I don't know what that meant, but you know, as a small business owner, you, how many more payrolls can you give a person not producing, you know? Um, and that, that, that's a prime example of, uh, you do stupid and then you recover from it immediately because you can't afford to remain stupid. <laughs> and that's, what's been difficult, uh, for, for us certainly is the amount of opportunity especially on the business side, uh, given that you can't visit businesses and you're zoom calling with the people you already know, you're not growing your network because of the, because of COVID, how do you balance when someone is not meeting the goals that you've established? How do you, how do you balance how much of it is what they are not doing versus what's being done to them by the environment? At the beginning, it's not easy to evaluate because you know, if, if you're a hard worker, you assume everybody in the world works hard like you until you, start having to evaluate people, uh, especially when it's your bank account that's paying them. Through that, you, you can kind of really, you can kind of tell, you know. Uh, an example is, if a person asks you every day how they're doing, I would be weary of that, you know, because... <laughs> I need I need, and, uh, I need you to know how you're doing. Yeah, 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 exactly, you know, and, and true enough, I had a person that did that, and it, it didn't work out. You just have to, you have to make that decision. It's, it's a hard decision, it's a tough decision, but so is going into business. So is unplugging your open sign because you're never going to turn it on again. Always keep in mind, if things go south, um, for the exception of, in my case, for the exception of my wife, no one will be there for me. So at the end of the day, I am doing these things to continue to grow my family, continue to grow this business, continue to make opportunities for generations to come, you know, for my family. And if it requires letting a person go because they're not as invested in the business as I feel like they should be, then that's the risk that I took with starting a business. And that's a hard, that's a hard responsibility to shoulder, but it seems from talking to the, to the owners that I've talked to, and especially the, the relationship that I've had with you, that's been incredibly valuable to me, having that group of people around you that recognize what you're doing. And that's the biggest support. I think that we are to owners because we understand how much of a burden it is sometimes to take on that responsibility. And having the ability to take on that responsibility, what about your background has allowed you to take that responsibility on and thrive with that on your shoulders? Really, my project management background, it, it, it allows me to coordinate with multiple disciplines. It, it allows me to schedule um, work accordingly. You know, it allows me to allows me to see opportunities and, and close gaps, especially the gap closing. You know, I'll give you a prime example is um you know, if, if we're on a project and something, you know, I have to leave to go get some parts. My technician, sadly, he's such a break fix guy. He's going to just kind of wait for me to get back to go back to working, you know, but that's not the way a project works. You right. know, so if I say, hey, I got, I got to go run and get parts. I have to make sure that I tell, hey, make sure you do this, 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 and this so we can move forward when I get back. And, you know, you think that they know that until you go get parts and you come back and they hadn't done anything. And then you come to the realization, like I have to tell him what to do. Right. It, it's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that, but now I have to tell them what to do. And they're, they're fine with that because you got to realize you're the business owner, not them. And until you acknowledge that you're the business owner, not them. So you think differently and the overall goal is way more important to you than, than, um, and it's not that it's not important to them. They don't know. Right. I, some people call it holding hands. It's not called holding hands. It's called building. 
eventually you won't have to. I'm teaching my people to fish. Yeah, continue to develop that personal development. Yes, yes. But well, you have but, but but you have to break it down sometimes. And if you don't, you'll you'll be upset and it's your fault. Well, and and I think I think you and I have an advantage that that some of the owners don't. Um but first is our wives are gorgeous. Yes, 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 yes. We're, we're punching way above our weight class. Yeah, yeah I outkicked my coverage on that one. But the, yeah. but the other thing um, is, is they are both business people. My wife has an independent. You know, she she works independently as a CRNA. Um, okay. And and your wife has done a tremendous job with the Scrubs business and with her book and with other things. So you've got somebody that's that's on your side that kind of kind of understands part of what you're going through. Yeah, exactly. Hey, so let me ask you. Let me ask you a personal question. Um, if your if your wife were in your business like she is with a CRNA, think you'd be a millionaire by now? I know I would be. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I did a podcast on you know pick your board of directors because you're going to end up with a board of directors whether you pick them or not. Yeah, and it's either going to be right. it's either going to be people that you like and respect that are going to help you. Or it's going to be the brother-in-law or the next door neighbor that tells you, well, you know, what you need to do is, or where you're screwing up is. And, uh, um, you know, uh, we, (laughs) there have been a number of times that I didn't listen to my internal board of director that things would have turned out a lot better. And I think you're right. If, you know, there's the old story about, uh, you know, Bill and Hillary Clinton stop at a gas station in Arkansas and the guy that's pumping gas says hi to Hillary. Haven't seen you in forever. And Bill says, who's that? And he says, he said, that's a guy I went to high school with. And Bill said, well, what does it feel like to be married to the president of the United States instead of the guy pumping gas? And she said, if I'd have married him, he'd have been the president of the United States. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yes, sir. Right on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm a firm believer in that, man. It's like sometimes I'll run into some problems. And I'll just be talking about him. I said, "Why don't you do this?" And I'm like, "Quit your job, quit your business. Just, just." <laughs> How about I work for you? you? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, just, just, just come, come over here. You know, but um, you know, we both start our businesses around the same time, and she's gonna walk away from hers about as easily as I'm gonna walk away from mine. So, you know, our our lines, um, our circles overlap. We help each other, but yeah, not to that magnitude that I know would help grow the business. <laughs> as you as you've gone through this. What's your what's your feeling about the 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 business to business aspect that that Fast Signs will probably bring to Nerds to Go? Well, Fast Signs is a business to business company. I think I hadn't seen um hadn't seen overhead signs in my subdivision yet. <laughs> there may there, there may be some coming. I don't know, but uh, as far as I know, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah, Fast Signs they have a B two B model, um, and they they probably have a you know their skills opposite of ours. I mean, they do more than signs. You know, they do other you know, products and things like that. But I'm sure their B2B model is blows ours out of, out of the water because we start off as a residential and, right. uh, you know, they start off as a B2B. And, and so, so I guess the, the big question is when all you know is B2B, how do you convert a business that's B2C and slowly get them slowly, but fast, get them to B2B versus, you know, we already have a B2B model, you know? So it's, it's honestly, it's going to be the, it's going to be the migration part, the uh, the transition part that I'm curious about. Well, and and we were talking about this. Um, I was talking about this with uh, Mark Jameson, COO for the, the Fast Signs of the Propel Brands now. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we talked about is the, is the things that we do in the computer business is very different from the sign business. You know, there's not a there's not a tangible. You know, if I sell carpet and I can come into your store and I can say, look, your carpet's got stains on it. 
and you can see the stains and I can see the stains and we can talk about how we're going to fix the stains on the carpet because it's a tangible thing. Whereas what we do with computer services and backups and, and, and endpoint security and all this other stuff, it's, it's not tangible. It's not something that our target audience necessarily understands. How do you communicate what somebody needs to them when they don't know that they need it? We sell insurance, basically. We sell, we sell risk versus reward. Um, are risk versus bringing your business to your knees. You know, um, it's not as hard as it used to be, you know, and I, I give a lot of uh, a kudos to uh, our support guy, Brian Kane, um, but it, it's not as hard as it used to be now. Um, people need to be taken care of from an IT standpoint. You know, we don't just, we don't just sell them stuff. We, we take over their networks. We take over their systems for them. We give them a peace of mind that they have one phone number to call. And with that comes your emails are taken care of, your phone systems are taken care of, your antivirus is taken care of, broken devices, you know, um, your network issues are taken care of. You know, it, it, it's not really a, um, not really as hard as it used to be. I mean, it's still getting in, getting in the door, you know, and talking to businesses, but we, we provide a full solution, you know, um, and they know that we provide the full solution because most businesses we've had dealings with them, you know, before on maybe some break fix terms. That's been a, that's been a, a pretty consistent pattern uh, for, I think most of the nerds to go locations. It certainly has been for us. Uh, you know, you, you start out with somebody on a break fix perspective and, and then they, they understand that they need that. And then they end up with a block of hours where you do a project plan for them. You replace a couple of computers and it just kind of evolves from, Hey, my printer's not working. Can you come fix it to here? Let me just, let me, let me buy some hours from you at a discounted rate so that when I need something that I'm going to need again, I know in a couple of weeks that I'm, I'm doing it a little more cheaply to migrating it into where you've got more of a, a managed services, uh, a model that you're operating with them. Are you, are you finding the same thing? Yes, I, actually, I absolutely am. You know, um, like I said, we're, we're in the door, you know, with, uh, with our break fix and our, you know, things like that. And then, um, that gives us a chance to look at look at what they have, you know, because one, one of the biggest things I've noticed with businesses is, and I'm sure everybody's experienced this, oh, that, yeah, that pop-up happens all the time. I wish it would just stop. I just click this and it goes away. That's an opportunity. I have office, I have GoDaddy 365. That's an opportunity. You know, I guess you just have to find the opportunities in some of this stuff, you know, and um, I have been able to do that. Even if, even if I make a dollar a month off a company by managing the Microsoft office, they're paying me monthly. That's a that's an opportunity. Amen. So, last question: What are the top one, two, three things that you would tell somebody that started down this voyage? If they if they were going to be an owner, and before they before they took off on this voyage, what are the one, two, or three things that you would tell them that that you've learned that you think is important? First thing is save your money, get a professional to help you do this. Well, as Catherine Monson says, you know the the, the franchising model is a way for you to be in business for yourself, but not by yourself. Exactly. You know, and e- even before you start speaking with franchise, you know, owners and things like that, you know, get with a, uh, get, with an SB- get with an SBA, prof- SBA consultant, SBA professional, you know, small business development center score, you know, the, the requirement is not owning the business before you, before you can start communicating with those people. Take advantage of it. A lot of it's free, you know, between, between that, you'll have webinars, classes, things like that. Uh, you'll really be a step ahead of the competition because a lot of people, they start businesses from the hip. They just like shooting from the hip. They just boom. I'm mad at my company. I'm mad at my boss. I'm going to the courthouse, get my DBA. Right. <laughs> you know, and that's not the way to go about it, man. You, you have to be strategic if you want to succeed. You know, um, they, they say a certain percentage of businesses fail within the first six months. 
I believe the number's higher. I do too. You know, and, and it's only because people aren't, they don't perform due diligence. I, I perform some due diligence, uh, but I wish I would have did more. It's, it's expensive to deal with a business that, you know, that, that can, you know, consulting business, but you walk away with so much more. Gotcha. Good advice. Good advice. I know you have to, you have to actually start doing, doing business in your store. Um, want to take it just a, a moment to tell you how much I, I appreciate all of the input and all of the help and, and all of the support and all of the just having, having you as a fan of nerds to go McKinney helps us every day. And I can't tell you how much I've appreciated all that you've done for us and all that you've done for me personally over the last year and a half, man, we love you over here, buddy. You know that I was looking forward. I've, I've enjoyed every one of the interviews, but I was especially looking forward to this one. Uh, brother, I love you more than I could tell you. And I, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate not only what you've done to take the time today to do the interview, but all the time and the effort that you've put into your community and into my business and in my community. And I'll keep getting you all the materials that I, that I get, man. So uh, we can continue growing this thing together. Outstanding. That was David Alcorn, the owner of the nurse to go in league city, Texas. I love that guy. We have been very good friends since we both started and in his heart and his spirit, just come through in everything that he does. I hope you're able to take some things away from the podcast that'll help you know David better, as well as having some ideas about how to do better for your business. This has been episode number 41, Owner's Voyage Podcast, an interview with David Alcorn. We'll see you again soon.